Hi, I'm P. Sudan, a children's fiction writer. And I'm Elle Taylor, a writer slogging through the trenches one query at a time. And this is Rooting For You Pod, a podcast aimed at inspiring all creatives, especially Black creatives, on their publishing journeys. Okay. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Rooting For You Pod. This week's episode is a very special one where we are going, oh wait, mm-hmm. I nope, keep to going. talk about, okay, <laughs> wait, I love how I just completely forgot out the introductions, but that's okay. We will circle back to that about okay. being a first time agented author and all of the feels that come along with that. I'm Elle and this is yes. And, and we're just here to chat with you. So, Peace, how have you been doing? Well, hanging in there. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, because Happy it will New be Year. 2024 when this episode goes up. Um, we totally recorded this today. What are you talking about? <laughs> today, January 22nd at 2 a.m. <laughs> This is, oh. this is this is my problem. Like, I am so honest, like to my own detriment. So often, it's sad. You all just experience that right now. But we love it. We love it, and we appreciate it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, this is here. New year, new vibe. Any New, New Year's something, resolutions? Something. I don't know. Have you thought that far ahead? Oh my god, survive. survive. I'm sorry, that's just so I real. Swear, I just want <laughs> I just want Oops. to survive. That's it. Yeah, New Year's resolutions. Um Yeah, I don't really do New Year's resolutions. Um Me neither. I I like the idea of it, but I just know I'm not going to keep up with anything. If I'm going to start something, mm-hmm. I'll be like, okay, like tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> Might yes. as well start then. I did. Okay. You know what? That's not a podcast. New Year's resolution. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, let's see, how do I put this? I'm, I'm improving my skincare. That's going to be my like New Year's resolution because I, I always care about skincare. I don't know. I, was so bad yeah. about it that like I made it my personality to be get, to become better at it and so cool. now I'm like yeah I'm going to I'm going to work on I work on that again and again <laughs> I might I might take some tips from you cuz I do skincare but I don't do makeup because I have sensory issues with it mm-hmm. but I'm trying I'm trying to find things that will work for someone like me so I, I'll come pick your brain later on the subject. <laughs> you are welcome to pick my brain, but I will also say I am also terrible at makeup. So. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I will be very helpful in that regard. I have the most basic of routines. Um, I, I even gave up on foundation that's, because that's I don't fine. like it. Yeah. That's like, fine. Just concealer and just like color make sure you can't see okay we're good that's right right that's it i agree i agree (sighs) 
Okay, so today's episode, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think I should go with the disclaimer. Should I? Go ahead. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> okay, so, hmm. so the disclaimer for this episode is what? We picked this topic because there isn't much about it out there. Like the first one, two years. Of uh, an agented author's life. Uh, um, of course, we hear about like the unicorns, the uh, successes, mm-hmm. the, the matches made in heaven, if you believe in heaven. Um, but for the people in between where their experience is neither unicorn or matches made in heaven, we don't hear about those. Um, so right now, Elle is in the query trenches and looking forward to meeting her dream agent one day. Not dream Songs. dream, but you know, the ideal match one day. And, uh, I came, I had my one year anniversary. I came and went in the fall and, uh, we're hoping that between the two of us, we can hopefully Put more information out there, fill a few holes, and uh, the next person to come after us will build on that, and eventually it will not be such a an obscure time of this journey, you know. That's the hope, anyway. Um, so that's so, why we're yeah. doing it. We're not doing it. Yeah, we're not doing it to dish tea on somebody. If you happen to recognize your story or the shadow of your story, I promise this is not about you. And I'm using you as neutral here. It's probably because it happened enough to enough people that we caught on and we decided to discuss it. It has nothing to do with a single individual. Any. exactly okay so what is the Mm. origin of this episode i think you know i was like because this was suggested (laughs) by peace and i was like i want to know where it came from so please share oh my god so like around the beginning of summer summer 2023 i I was still in the thick of revisions. I think I was doing my second round on my middle grade back then. And I was looking for a distraction, obviously, because that's what you do when you don't want to revise. And I was like, you know what? You don't hear much about the honeymoon phase after you sung with an agent. And also my Twitter account was dying a slow death because no, uh, what's that word again? Ah, no traction on tweet, no interaction, nothing like you post something and it just dies in the sea. And thank you, Elon Musk. So I was like, you know what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Let me put a, um, a poll out for 24 hours and see, you know, how people react to it. And the tweet was, we don't talk enough about the honeymoon phase. When you finally get that literally agent representation, how long was yours? And then they put hashtag writing community. And 24 hours later, 74% were like, 
don't care. I'm just nosy because so many people want to know. I'm also nosy. was. Listen, I'm also nosy, but I'm the one who put out a poll because anyway. (laughs) So. Okay, so eight months plus and going strong, I got 9%. Eight months only, I got 3%. Three to six months, I got 14%. So, yeah, that's where this whole idea came from. Because looking at this poll, and I got like 139 votes. I know a lot of them were nosy people. But it was like at least a quarter of those people give me real data. And I'm like... Wow. It's an eye-opener, you know, about this whole honeymoon phase because you only ever see the big, I shouldn't say romantic, but the big emotional, the positive, the glowy side Mm -hmm. of this thing. That's all you see on Twitter. And then it sets your expectations wrong. You're like you go into it expecting what you see on Twitter and it might not be what you get. So that's yeah. why that's where this the idea for this episode initially came from. And I know a lot of agent and like well just in general, I just start from here. Mm-hmm. I think so many writers who are mm-hmm. querying are like, I'm gonna get my agent and it's gonna be amazing. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll do like a few revisions, but it's still gonna be so great and this and that. Right. And it really feels like getting an agent is the big goal. But it's mm-hmm. like, one, the reality of having an agent isn't that like your book will your first book will definitely sell. Cause for most people it doesn't, which is doesn't. really hard to wrap your head around. Like yeah. even as a querying writer, as an agent and writer, like all of that, like that's tough. <laughs> then mm-hmm. like for people who do, you know, you know, get an agent and like go through that experience, there's mm-hmm. some people who have a challenging experience and they don't say anything. It still sounds like it's really positive. Yeah. And you know, people just don't people just don't know. Right. Because Mm -hmm. so many, so few, like you said, people only really talk about the positive or you find Mm -hmm. out that, you know, somebody that you followed and you found out they got an agent, they're like, oh, I've actually moved to a second agent. And and then then you'd be like, I thought they they seem so happy with that agent on Twitter. Exactly. It's like, well, that's all you saw because that's all they wanted you to see. Exactly. And it's not that, you know, people need to be, oh yeah, I left my agent because of A, B, C, D, E, F, G. No, but I think it helps to set an expectation that like, you know, Mm -hmm. not every agent, even if they're very good at their job, is the right agent for you. And I think that Mm -hmm. the best agents also know that. Yeah. That like, they know they're not for everybody. And that's why they give you that, you know, two weeks or three weeks, however long period for mm-hmm. you to figure out what is the best fit for you, because yeah. maybe it's not that person. And that's why you never, if right. somebody's like, I'm giving you, right. you know, a day to decide, that's not good for you. But that's not that's what this, okay. this is particularly about, but that right. is often the sign of an agent that 
maybe doesn't have your best interest at heart. So maybe, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when you first sign with an agent, there are, you know, a few things that usually happen to most writers. And that, that is, hmm. Uh, so first you get your edit letter and then you revise your manuscript. Uh, maybe you will do this a few times or maybe you only do it once. And then once you and your agent deem the manuscript ready, if this was the agreement when you were on the call, because sometimes it's the agent making the call, other times it's the writer making the call, and other times it's a consensus between agent and writer. Um, so you all decide, okay, this is good enough. You've revised it to the bestest of your best. I know what I did there. The bestest of your best ability, like you're done, done, done. And the agent is like, oh, okay, yeah, this looks pretty good. This looks solid. Let's go and, you know, throw this baby out there. Not a real baby, a manuscript. Um, and then <laughs> the next I'm thing. Sorry. You're just throwing, throwing the man- manuscript as a baby, like the meme where they're right. like throwing a baby. This is, that's, that was very funny. I'm sorry. Please continue. This is serious. It's okay. It's okay. Um, okay. So then your agent will put a list of editors together and share it with you. That's the, that's the expectation. And then you might discuss and also agree on a submission strategy for short term or long term. And then your manuscript is off to editors. Now, depending on how fast or slow you move through these steps, it could happen anywhere from three months after you sign to 12 months after you sign. Some writers revise their manuscript for that long and possibly even more than that, depending on what you and your agent are trying to achieve. So those are the usual steps. There could be more or less in between, depending on each individual. So Yeah. Some people, some agents will take you on sub immediately. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know some people who've actually been in revision for over a year um for various reasons right and you know like you said there's no standard mm-hmm. like but yes there is a standard like of you know a common order and all of that but like people can have varying experiences so i just want to acknowledge yeah. that yeah because <sighs> some people some people revise quickly some people revise slow and then there is always life showing up to fuck up everything so you just never know yeah, sometimes edit letters arrive later than expected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all of that stuff. It's not, it's not all obviously on the agent, but it's also not all on the writer. Um, yeah. some things are just out of your control. Yeah. Um, yep. so the big question, <laughs> the honeymoon, how long does it last? I mean, that was the question from the tweet, right? Which we yeah. are going to post in the, or a screenshot of maybe in the show notes. I'm not sure. We'll see how that works. But um how to I handle might, I might write my my percentages down or something. We'll see. Yeah. Perfect. Um yeah. yeah how to handle it's... how to handle that that shift and like everything. I mean so it seems the 
big majority is like the three to six months because that one was the 14%. But it's, it's weird. Mine only lasted one month. Um, because I got my edit letter and that amount of time, um, maybe a week later, but yeah, it was definitely not three months for me. Um, probably I was actually very busy trying to dial back on the excitement because I'm such an anxious person and I'm like, if I continue to ride this high for too long, the fall might hurt more. Mm. I, I don't know why I think like that, but I do. Um, so mine did not last, didn't even make it to three months. It was like a month for honeymoon for me. Now, the one thing that was harder was changing the habit of not checking my inbox anymore. That one mm. about three months because the, the anxiety of, well, when was the last time I checked my Korean inbox? It stayed with me a lot longer. <laughs> because querying, it's just, it's so weird. It's and other people talk about like, you, like you always remember it. And then some mm-hmm. people, I know people who have, you know, gone on to get, you know, look for second agents and, or third or like, et cetera. And it's not right. like, oh yeah, like querying is all of a sudden super fun. It may be easier to get an agent already having an agent like in the mm-hmm. past or, you know, already having like deals and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like it's still not a walk in the park because yeah, you're it's still going to get rejections. Right. Like everybody, everybody gets it's, rejected. Everybody like gets even rejected. your favorite author, like they got, rejected. Prob- they got rejected. They may get rejected by certain um imprints or stuff like mm-hmm. that, you know, it's yeah. not like the rejection just suddenly goes away, oh, even if you right. are a big name. Yeah, I agree. Um, Which is hard. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, how do you handle the end of your honeymoon? And really, uh, that let down time period is just weird. There is no... Uh, it's so hard for me to... Explain it without leaning into, uh, relationships in real life. But it's like you get that high when you first meet someone and everything about them is like nice, shining, interesting. You can't get enough. But then eventually it's like, like uh, the shine is kind of getting dull. So what do you do? Well, it means you get back to work, my friend. Meaning, focus on your manuscript. That's it. It was yeah. always about the manuscript. It will forever be about the manuscript. The high, the accolades, and all that stuff that comes when you sign. And you're like, oh my god, this is so fantastic. I don't ever, ever have to query again feeling. Okay. Now you have to do the work because it's a business partnership and you all need to get that book out there hoping it sells. 
so you can get your money bag because we're here for the money bag. I will never stop saying this. So yeah. to me, that's the answer. The best way to handle the end of your honeymoon is just get back to work. Roll up your sleeves and again, get your hands dirty. I think it. it's so interesting talking to a number of different writers, um, agented writers where like mm-hmm. some people went in expecting to like be buddy buddy with their agent or some people mm-hmm. expected not, not even expected that, but like that just sort of happened. And then mm-hmm. there's people who, you know, expected to be very business and then they actually ended up like, you know, really getting along. Yeah. But that's such a big part of like, of that honeymoon period is how you actually mm-hmm. click with your age. Like some people, they're like, Oh yeah, like I just hopped on a call or like we were texting or whatever and yeah, started talking about time. this right. and that. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not going to be every agent author relationship. Right. And if that's not your relationship, that's not a bad thing. It's just like, I think the same thing is true with like mentorships. It's just different. Different people work differently. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's at this stage, really, there is nothing to worry about or be suspicious of. In fact, the end of your honeymoon, if it coincides with you getting your edit letter, it's even better because then you have something new to be preoccupied about. That's a distraction, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> no. But what if your edit letter is delayed? What, what do you do? And like, what, like, what makes you think, I guess, that it is delayed? I mean, obviously, if your agent is like, I'm going to get this to you in like a month or something, mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. And they say that, right. and then Usually, it's two months, and you've got nothing. But like, what nothing is a good place? Yeah, right. yeah. It, usually, if you have a community, you can talk with other writers if you want. Um, because there is always the "I don't want to bother my agent" feeling. A lot of writers get that, no matter how friendly, approachable the agent is. Or if it's the opposite or grumpy and super business-like, you just, if it's your first time, you might get the, I don't want to bother my agent feeling. So if that's you, okay, talk with other writers in your community if that will help in the moment. But ultimately, you will have to reach out to your agent and be like, Hey, just checking in since you gave me this deadline to get me the edit letter by, but I haven't heard from you yet. So I'm checking in to see where things are at. If we should get on a call, just something. But you will have to reach out to your agent because if you don't, well, guess what? You might not see the edit letter for who knows how long. And you need edit letter so you can revise so you have a chance of trying to sell your book. So eventually you have to talk to your agent. Yes. 
definitely true. And one of the things I just wanted to add is that I know, like you said, it's so intimidating, Mm -hmm. but one of the best things that I think us writers can learn is to advocate for ourselves because if you don't ask for something, you're probably not going to get it. And that's true of all things in life. Mm -hmm. And we get so scared to even ask that like, it could actually be like, uh, oh, actually, I just like, I just had the flu last week. I'm going to get it to you the following week. And then they do. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, it puts it back to, uh, to the top of their priorities. Mm-hmm. Um, and all you had to do is ask. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying asking will always lead to a response, but at least, you know, you did what you could to get mm-hmm. a response. And mm-hmm. then even I would say, Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? Mm. <laughs> I forgot. But part. you know, never forget that your agent read your book. They decided that they wanted to rep it. In mm-hmm. making that decision, they've also opted into giving you that edit letter mm-hmm. if you're not going directly on sub, which most people do receive edit letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. It's just, and it's one thing if they set an expectation and it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I know I'm not getting this, ed- getting this edit letter for six months. Okay. Right. You can work with that. Maybe you decide to write something new in that six months. Mm-hmm. Maybe something happened, but if they say something, it is not a bad thing to hold them to it. Right. I agree. I agree. It's scary, but you have to do it because you, you are loyal to you first. Always. Yes. Always. Always. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This one is, this one is prickly. So it's like, well, okay. So the edit letter is here, but it's nothing like what you discussed with the agent on the call. And then you're like, well, is this normal? Is this not normal? Uh, did you set up your expectations wrong? Like, should you shout at the moon when nobody's there in frustration? Maybe I'll say maybe mm-hmm. to the last one, but right. that is incredibly frustrating. Right. It's like, imagine you just like, this is nothing like what was talked about on a call and be like, see, it's one of those things too. It's not like when you get on the offer call, you record it to watch later, you know? Like, you try to take notes, obviously, because you have to take notes. But you didn't record the call. So you can't literally go back and be like, actually, let me rewind and find out if this is what we talked about. If this is what we talked about um, yeah. in terms of edits to my manuscript. It could be a very bizarre place to be in. And blah. And it's also tough because like, what if you had a choice between two agents and you're like, I really resonate with your editorial vision. And then it's like, whenever you get the edit letter, that is not the editorial vision that I signed up for. Right. You're like, did you reread the same book? Like, are we all talking about the same manuscript here? What what happened? Yeah. I... I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know I'm what laughing. To do. I'm laughing, but it sounds terrifying just talking about it. Um, yeah, I think this will need a call. Definitely. A hundred percent. It's, but then how, how would you phrase that call? You know, would it be like, I mean, I guess you're going to have to call to the power of soft skill, you know, people skill something because you don't, you don't want to go into it all ragey and upset, um, making assumptions. You don't want to do that because then the whole thing might just catch fire and burn to the ground. Um, yeah. Oh, cries. But right. I do think, you know, it's, you know, I thought you, I, I don't know. It is such a tough question. It's like, mm-hmm. Say in the past you said X, but from the edit letter, I'm getting Y and I want to figure out how to resolve them so that we can Mm -hmm. move forward on the same page. How do we work together? Like when I'm talking to people and I like to use as much we language as possible to be like, Mm -hmm. we are on the same team Mm -hmm. because it's not, like you said, it's not supposed to be like accusatory. Like you changed this entire thing and I chose you and this is what, how you repay, like, no, like, Correct. You said this before. How are we going to do this together? I want to make mm-hmm. sure that when I do these revisions, they mm-hmm. closer match the vision that we share mm-hmm. for this manuscript. Yeah. Cause yeah. also we always talk about like with every story, I think it's important that an author have their set of non-negotiables. Like I'm not mm-hmm. changing this character to be the good guy or I'm not changing mm-hmm. this to be true. Right. There's certain parts of things that like you wrote them that way for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and if an agent is trying to change that, like maybe they didn't resonate with the story in the way that you wanted them to, like at a right. But that's something. a challenging thing sometimes, but that's a challenging, that's something you have to like take time to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not like a knee jerk reaction. I don't know. Right. It's, it's yeah, just a lot. Definitely not the knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I like your tip about saying we because it's something I do with my agent. And to me, it just came naturally because we're supposed to be a team. So whenever we get to talk about my manuscript and make decisions, like big decisions, I always switch to a we because we need to sell. What? This is teamwork. So we can make money. Yes. So, yeah, I I didn't even have to think about it. It just came to me because it made sense. So that's a good tip. I like it. Yay. So talk to your agent. Talk to your agent. It's. It might feel scary, but you have to talk. <laughs> oh, this Definitely. is so funny because the next point is like communication style. Like, what? That's, that's always a toughie. Cause like, if they say like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. I really like to talk via say text message. And then all of a sudden they're calling you, which like nobody does anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
I don't talk on the phone (laughs) or like I expect emails or some other form of like whatever works, works. Mm -hmm. but you know, that switch up is surprising or like, yeah, I like to check in like every couple of weeks or like at least once a month. And then you haven't heard from them in like six months. Mm -hmm. At least if communication style is what they said. You can be like, oh, I expected to hear from them every six months. Mm -hmm. But that change is like, it's jarring. Yeah. So what do you do? Very much so. Um, Carol, this is where usually shit hits the fan. Yeah. To be (laughs) honest. Um, because, Because it's like, so just imagine that you sign with an agent. You're one of their first few like less than a handful clients so you had plenty of time for you but then let's say six eight months later they've signed more clients at which point their time is now more divided because we only got the same 24 hours in a day so some agents have full-time jobs yeah maybe they get more hours at their full-time job like, it can be a lot of things. Right. It can be a lot of things, but then it's like suddenly they don't have that much time for you anymore. But it just sort of happened where you might, where you used to get a reply to emails in the same day. Now it's like a week later or two weeks later and you're over there like, well, what's going on? <laughs> And then I will say again, just like everything else, get a hold of your agent so you can discuss yes. the change. But then what if that doesn't help or I, it makes it even harder for you to get a hold of your agent? What do you do? I can think of a number of writers who that's actually the reason that they switched agents. They're like, right. I thought the communication style was going to be X. It was actually Y. Mm-hmm. And I decided to query again mm-hmm. rather than go forward this yeah. way. Yeah. Which is such a huge, you know, decision, especially mm-hmm. nowadays where like nobody likes to be in the querying t- trenches. Like, no. It's like, it's not, it's not a fun place. Obviously the sub trenches are also not a fun place, but mm-hmm. like, I think there's a, you know, you have your agent with you. It is yeah. supposed to be like, you're also not fielding responses in the same exact right. way. Yeah. Like, and, and being on sub is like your career is still moving forward. Whereas yeah. having to query again is felt as a setback. You feel like you're going back to square one. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're probably going to go on sub or more than probably, hopefully like you're going to go on sub right. multiple times. Even if you get like a three book deal, when it comes mm-hmm. to that fourth book, you're going to go on sub again, or you might do an exclusive submission, but, but yeah, still you're going to send stuff out and wait for a response. <laughs> going back to query is hard. And so mm-hmm. making that decision I don't think anybody takes it lightly, but I think also some people know what they need from their agent and, Mm -hmm. you know, if they're not getting that, they're out. 
Um, I remember this one episode of Write or Die. Love that podcast for the rest of my life. Um, where I think Clarabella Ortega was talking about um, an experience of like whether, sorry, somebody asked a question and mm. it was about they were on sub and they noticed a change in behavior from their agent and like mm. whether they should pull the submission um, or basically leave their agent, which would mean pulling mm-hmm. the submissions. And it was like such a scary time, like especially when you're already out on sub to mm-hmm. change agents, because then if the book, like as I understand it and like, do not quote me on this listeners, do your own research. Yes. But if you pull while on sub, the agents, if it, if it goes, okay, you can't sub to the same agents, or, sorry, the same editors that your agent already subbed right. to. That's why when you leave your agent, you want to bring the sub list with you so that yes. your potential new agent knows mm-hmm. who they can't sub to. Or it's for a certain amount of time, there is exclusivity. So maybe that lasts for a year. You have to check your contract. Um, That like, then maybe you can resub an older project, but Mm -hmm. you also probably want to change it at that point. Yeah. You might have to repackage it a little bit. Yeah. But all of that is to say like, just because you pulled for communication style at any point, like, because I feel like some people might feel like, Oh, if it's already on sub, it's too late. It's never too late to change right. your agent because it's not just about a book. It is about a- your career. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and you have yeah. to balance like <laughs> all of the stuff where it's like, you know, going like the value, not value, but like the potential return of going back into the trenches, mm-hmm. you know, leaving the agent. There's all of this stuff to consider so i'm not saying mm-hmm. like oh yeah you don't like it you just go it's fine it's easy like no that's that's not yeah, what I'm we're not saying say. that but at the same time it's not like actually like, it's not the end of the world if you do that either mm-hmm. it's just a different path yeah it's it's going to sting oh it's going to stay ways <laughs> and that's why you have to balance like not balance you have to consider like is it worth it because maybe yeah. at one point it's not, and maybe later it is. Yeah, yeah. You, but you you cross that bridge when you get to it. Yes, it's always good to reassess. I mean, imagine you sign up with a new division, and they have like I don't know, forty some clients, and they also have an assistant or something. Okay, then I guess if you don't hear from them. For six months, but you hear from the assistant, you might not freak out too much. Who knows? I don't know. Um, some, some agent check in with the writers on a monthly basis. Others do it quarterly. Others promise to do it quarterly, but then they don't. They do it once a year. It's all over the place. So it always comes down to what was said on the call what you're experiencing now that you've signed a lot of compare and contrast if possible talking to other agent sibs but i will say be yes. very careful who you decide to trust and do your own research but you you have homework to do during that spot 
that's yeah. <laughs> Definitely it's not fun. No, uh, not fun at all. It's yeah, all of this stuff. Like I know it's like yay, publishing. Like things are supposed mm-hmm. to be like. This is still a business, even mm-hmm. if it's a business that runs on passion, both for writers and agents and editors. Yeah. Like it's rough out here, but like you have to remember to take care of yourself. Um, definitely know what your priorities are. Like even mm-hmm. when it comes to deadlines, I know there's some things where like if we push, like I've heard this before in multiple contexts, it's like, okay, you really want to meet this deadline. We can't push this deadline. Or if we push this deadline and I can't remember whose story this was, I listened to way too many podcasts over time. <laughs> Me but too. They were like, I, they didn't want to push because if they were a lead title and if they pushed, they would go into the next season. Mm-hmm. And that would mean losing their lead title status Um, because it was so late in the game. And they were like, but I can't do this. Right. If I remember correctly, I actually know, I can't remember how it turned out if they decided to push themselves or if they decided, you know, I, I literally cannot do this as much as I want to. Right. But I always say, I like, if you, if you know me, I've probably said this to you, like publishing, when I say publishing doesn't care about you, I don't mean in like a rude way. Like I'm sure, you know, Mm -hmm. your agent and like people care, but at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, the person that cares the most about you is you. Yes. If you cannot do something, if it is not possible it's not a, you're not a failure for acknowledging that. Yeah. Advocating you for do, yourself. Yes. You do the best that you can with what you're given. Yes. And that is all you can do. If you run yourself into the ground, if you burn out, if you are at the literal end of your rope, hmm. publishing is going to keep moving. Yes. And you will be a husk of a person. Mm-hmm. Yep, they will leave you behind, I just chugging along to to the next dry, uh, shiny thing. <laughs> so you got you have to take care of yourself. Yes, through all of this, through everything, because nobody else. Will. Definitely. Yep. 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 So we're gonna circle back to sub, sub, sub. Yes. Oh my god! So you're told you're on sub, but you have not seen any editor list. You haven't seen the pitch letter. You haven't even discussed a strategy. WTF is going on. What to do? Is that normal? Not. (laughs) I've heard of people not wanting or agents not wanting to share sub lists. Like, but the way, and I think there's, there's levels to it. I know some agents say they don't share sub lists of like the individual editors, but they will Mm -hmm. uh, share a list of imprints because some, some writers get like very antsy and they want to like basically like stalk the editors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I've heard of those stories and like DMing them and stuff like that. And it's like, that is inappropriate. Like, okay, I get that. Right. But at the same time, you know, 
it is not outlandish to at all to want to see your pitch letter, even if you don't change it, just to know right. what it looks like, mm-hmm. um, or even to know where they're subbing, because yeah. especially if your agent, how do I put this in a polite way, I'm not oh calling anybody's agent a <laughs> agent, but I'm saying if your agent, if you're not a hundred percent, not even a hundred percent, if you're not confident in their ability to sell your book well, you right. may be surprised that the people that they're subbing to or the imprints that they're subbing to are not what you had in mind. Right. And I don't mean like, oh, you're a, you're an expert on this or whatever, but like, you know, an agent can sub you to a bunch of digital only presses and you're yeah. like, oh, I thought we were going to, you know, whatever, whether it's like big five, big, or four, big four, big five, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, Ugh. But, you know, I thought we were doing this as well. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good thing to know where it's going and yeah. whether it's something that you actually feel comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh if an agent won't give you a sub list of editors or imprints, that's a very suspicious. Very suspicious. Yeah. There's just no other way about it. It's a very suspicious and you should push back. Um they better be ready to give uh a valid reason as to why they won't do that. Yeah, I can't, I'm not, again, I'm not an expert. I don't know what that valid reason would be. I'm not an expert either. Nothing, (laughs) but I would be very suspicious, even just like knowing, even if you're like the person that's saying, I don't want to know who it's out to, except maybe some people don't want to know, but like Mm -hmm. at least knowing how many people or something, Mm -hmm. because some some agents are not as legit as you know as you mm-hmm. may think yeah. and then all of a sudden your book went on sub but it wasn't actually like looked after they didn't right. follow up they didn't do the things yeah. that they were supposed to do as your agent yeah. and you're left with a book that yes it went out on sub but you re- like say you leave you don't even know where it went out on sub mm-hmm. don't even know if they like seriously talked to the editors they said that they mm-hmm. talked to right it's a nightmare yeah it is i mean there have been a few nightmare stories that blew up on twitter with agents kind of lying about having sent stuff on sub but they actually didn't it's just it's the stuff made of nightmares so we will not wish that for anybody. No. <laughs> Definitely push back. Oh my God. Not for the pitch letter though. This one is more of a gray area where some agent not only share pitch letters, but they collaborate with the writer on the pitch letters. And then other agents just don't share the pitch letter. And it's like, doodles. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I know um, yeah. this about myself. I would definitely want to see the pitch letter, but that's because I, I love the business of publishing. I just love learning things. Okay. I'm yeah. like, 
when I heard about separate and joint accounting, when it comes to like deals, I was like, tell me more. Mm-hmm. I need to know more. Right. About we tell me about like P and L's, like let's go. Right? right. I just want to know everything. I know that's yeah. not everybody. And some agents aren't comfortable sharing that information, mm-hmm. but I also, I don't know, personally, that would be something that I would want to ask on a call. Yeah. Like, is that, do you share your pitch letters? Because mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Cause, um, the idea of not knowing how your agent is pitching your story, like if they're using buzzwords, what buzzwords are they using? Are those words that you would use to describe your own, you know, the work that you produce? It's, um, yeah. If you don't question it, it's, you're putting like so much faith into your agent that not seeing the, the pitch letter is okay, or if you try to push back, it may or may not make you look like you're trying to micromanage, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, mm, you know, I mean, it all depends on individuals. So it's yeah. not, it's not technically a deal breaker because you're still going on sub, but it's just kind of like, hmm, okay, I guess. Yeah, it's something that's very, it's very individual. It's very yes. interesting. <laughs> Just because somebody is your agent doesn't mean they're acting 100% in your best interest. And right. you have to, to keep that in mind when you're going through mm-hmm. this process. And yeah, you got, you have to like feel that out. Especially mm-hmm. when it's your first time being agented, mm-hmm. you may not know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, so then, mm-hmm. imagine that you're, you know, eight months coming close to a year of this relationship. You feel like you're overall not happy with the collaboration process with your agent? It's like, well, what do you do? Do you try to talk it out or, or just let your losses? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen so many stories on Twitter where someone signed with an, with an agent. We only know this because when they signed with an agent, they made a huge deal about it. So they mm-hmm. stayed on our radar within like a month or sometimes three months later. It's like, well, I'm back according again, bitches. And you're like, what? How did we get here? Right. Um, yeah, I, I, that hasn't happened to me. So I don't know what the thought process behind that would be unless the agent the situation with the agent was actively harmful to the writer, at which point I'll be like, yeah, get the hell out, because, duh. Yeah. But yeah, it's, um, that sounds rough. No, 100%. Yeah. 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 And this situation also kind of like feeds into the next uh thing we have on our note list, because it's like, Sometimes it happens because the writer went on sub quickly and then 
it wasn't looking good with editors. And so the agent or the agency just decided to cut their losses and like, we're out of here. You're on your own. Bye. Oh. Or it's the, the writer who gets impatient with the process and the agent like, well, these deals aren't coming in fast. And I'm like, what are you doing with my work over there? Huh? And then like, bye Felicia. Yeah. You know, it's obviously we've all heard that like sub sub can obviously go very fast, but mm. especially in today's day and age, it can also go really slow. And it yeah. doesn't mean that your book isn't going to sell. There's been a lot of people who have been on sub for over a year and the book still sells and even yeah. sells well, but it's like, it's a long game. It's just, it's a long game. It's tough. You have to be mentally tough. Like, you know, I know for me, from a querying perspective, I struggled to start something new, like, and not even just to start something new, because I would start it, but to like really get engrossed in something new uh-huh. sometimes while I was querying. And I realized what that meant for me is that I hadn't really finished the old story because um, mm-hmm. I would still be thinking about it. Like there would be something in there that I'm like, oh, what if I make this change? Mm-hmm. What if I do this? Okay. It wasn't ready to be queried in a way, like even if it's just an idea, but I wasn't like mentally mm-hmm. ready to let it go. Right. But when you're on sub for a year, you can't, you can't be in that, in that mind space. You're not changing the book yeah. anymore anyways. Yeah. You can't be in limbo have to really have to start something new or like when I say have to, I don't mean like you have to, but I just mean at like, it it, it will help to start something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you can literally finish a book in six months. So, oh yeah. Some people can. I don't know about me. Oh, yeah. you know, Listen, you know, I, I will. People, I would like to be that person to be done in six months. <laughs> I know people who like finish a book in a week. Like you know, they they just kind of like throw themselves at the book. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I I am not capable yes. of that. I'm very happy yes. that you are. Um, yeah, but I don't have that level of focus on mm-hmm. on anything. Right. Like my attention span is not capable of that. Mm-hmm. And I can acknowledge that about myself. It doesn't make me a bad writer. It doesn't make me a good writer. It just means that mm-hmm. I am me as a writer. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It's, it's good. Oh, and then it's like, well, what if your agency is the one dropping you unceremoniously? We've seen that happen in 2023. So, yeah. Or when an agent leaves the agency and they don't take you with them, or like there's just so many ways. Or they are not even get... agenting anymore. Yeah. Or I heard one. Yeah. Sar- yeah. Uh, sad. Uh, yeah. Story recently where like somebody's agent passed away like very young. And then they're just like, I just don't have an agent. And my agent is, I'm like, wow. Like I, that was never something that I considered. That's an example. Yeah. That, that can happen. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, this is where, again, having a community comes into play. Because, for example, when a bunch of stuff happened on Twitter because an agency dropped a bunch of writers, we could see the community after the initial shock and, like, mouth gape, like, WTF moment. They were like, okay, well, how do we help these writers, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, other agents, other agencies start offering, oh, my DMs are open, my inboxes are open. Reach out here, reach out there. So, so it's always good to have a community because you just don't know who knows, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. So. Hmm. Get yourself your people, friends, if you can. Definitely do that. <laughs> Very much recommended. Mm. Like, your community mm. will see you through so much and even, uh-huh. like, you know... It doesn't even have to be like a like an official referral or anything like that. It's just like, right. hey, like I know this person is opening up soon. I think it would be a good fit. Exactly. For you. Yes. Like it. Yes. Yeah. I'll be like, I, I I've heard of this new agent at this excellent agency. They just started. They're hungry. They're looking for blah blah blah. You should you know send something their way and see what happens. You just don't know. You really don't know. So. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mean for this to be a little bit of a downer, but you know, we're, we're, we're going to raise the mood up a little bit. Um, so, so imagine, you know, it all, it all looks okay. You, you have a decent relationship with your agent. You currently on sub. You're coming or you've come to your one year or two year. If it's two year, but. You haven't sold anything, but you're back on sub. It's like, okay, well, what's next? And usually what's next is just write the next book. It's so boring and plain. But it's just. <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> it's like, no. write the next book. I think that it's very important as a writer, like, you don't just have one book in you and mm-hmm. it can be really intimidating after whether you've yeah. written one book and now it's time to start book two or you've written mm-hmm. a bunch of books and now it's time to write the next one mm-hmm. you because the last book is the one that like you know got you your agent um presuming this is your first agent which is mm-hmm. you know the point of the podcast mm-hmm. you're yeah. like can i can i do this again am right. i capable like to write something of the quality that I need to. And then I think in any situation, you're sort of comparing your best work, your most polished work, because it's going out to editors, your agent, you know, and like really enjoyed it. And they, they mm-hmm. think it's all good and it's all ready. And you're comparing it to like your rough draft. <laughs> right. That you're right. writing now. And it is mm-hmm. intimidating. Yeah. It's scary. Right. But you still just have to push through that discomfort mm-hmm. and write that new thing. Yep. That's it. That is it. So. Uh, so having gone through all of this. Oh, one thing to add. Yeah. But just because it's time to, you know, that you have to write that new thing. It doesn't mean you have to do it 
immediately. There is nothing <laughs> wrong with I'm no, but that's so taking true. a break. There's, taking a break. Okay. Like if you just say you've, you've written and revised a book in a year, you went on sub for, I don't know, like, sorry, not, not sub you are a year or even two, which isn't mm-hmm. like unheard of. Right. And maybe you started writing something new when you were querying, but you didn't get very far and this and that. And you have just been chugging along and along and mm-hmm. along. It's okay to take some time. Mm-hmm. You can still put something together, you know, even there's people who go on sub and they sell really fast yeah. and they don't have time to finish something new. They find mm-hmm. the time to write that something new when it's time. Maybe yeah. like when you first start out on sub and you want to take a break, maybe you just write down an idea or a few ideas for what you might want to do next. You don't have to Definitely. start it just yet. But just have that thing down so that if you end up in a conversation with an editor and mm-hmm. they're talking about, oh, we might want to do a two book deal, you have, you can be like, oh, well, I've actually sort of thought about this and this is what right. I have in mind. Like, yeah. you don't have to have anything fully written out, but you just know. Right. Or mm-hmm. may, like, you know, in case it's not a sequel, maybe your book doesn't lend itself to being like to having a sequel. Mm-hmm. But just knowing what you might mm-hmm. want to do next. And then taking that time to breathe. Cause yeah. if once it, once it gets going, I mean, you're going to have deadlines and then more deadlines mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. That like, that is a peak time, I yes. think, to, to take a little, like a little bit of time to yourself and, and breathe yeah. and live life. Like you're still a person, <laughs> you're a writer that is a person. You get to. Yeah. You get to live. There's so, so yeah. much outside of publishing. So, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So. Now, are you sure you're not secretly agented? Because you're talking like from a place of no age. <laughs> I would definitely tell people if I was secretly agented. I cannot keep a secret of like my own. Like I can keep other people's secrets, but I cannot keep uh-huh. my own of like I have to I just like let it let it out. So the podcast will be one of the first groups of people to know about Oh my god. When I I, I will be <laughs> I will be insufferable when that happens. Like <laughs> we will be just Interestingly insufferable. About I like so. I'm so weird about like announcements. Like I would announce I it on a podcast, but I'm not sure I would announce it on like social media. I don't know. There's like I'm just I don't know what's going on, but I will like tell certain people and it feels like the podcast is certain people. I don't know. So yeah. Well, the listeners heard it here first. I will be <laughs> disgustingly <laughs> insufferable about it promise <laughs> I just and I will be insufferable when your book sells and I will be silent I will be shush, very quiet but I'll also be like <laughs> yeah you know good things <laughs> Vague, vaguely good things have vaguely happened vaguely of course Oh, oh goodness. Um, okay, so friends, we 
we wouldn't put you through all this episode without leaving you with something at the end. Um, so the first one, I mean, these are like resources. Um, the first one is a paid resources. Um, it's, um, so there's this author, author Lake Kinsia Camp. He does, uh, this program called Debut Author Bootcamp, which I did go to. And, um, I have a discount code that I was gifted at the end of my program. And I have freedom to donate them to whoever might be interested in the debut author bootcamp. Now, this thing, the name says debut author bootcamp, but in addition to covering, okay, what does it look like when you're on sub? Does it look like once you get that deal? It also covers everything surrounding it. And Laken is Ooh. so, yeah, she is very generous with time, patience. Like, it's just, it's a very safe environment. Like, we never name names. We never, you know, give out any, like, um, details that might get someone in trouble. But outside of that, the wealth of information, wow. And I very much appreciated how um, the program is designed to give writers room to ask questions um, without ever pressuring them to give out names or very, very specific details. You just say enough. And she will pick up on it and start giving you tips or, or, you know, um, give you advice here and there. She, she's super knowledgeable and super kind. Um, it's one of the ways I've been able to like sustain myself is what if there was always the fear of what if that book deal never happens, you know? Should that hold you back from the knowledge you gain? Should that hold you back? And then the thing with publishing is that it's fast, it's slow forever. And then suddenly it's like fast, 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 fast. And it doesn't matter if you're ready or not. I'm like, well, I don't like that feeling. So I don't like that feeling. Please, you would like to know? Yes, please. Um, so that's why I I um, put money into this program for myself. Yeah, she also has scholarships, but I don't know how much, how many of them are available. But she definitely has scholarships, and I think those scholarships are if you have the deal. But if you mm. even 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 if it's unannounced, but you have that deal, I think you can apply for the scholarships. But when I signed up for this girl. I was still deep in the revision hell when I signed up for it. Like I did it way ahead of time. Um, she also offers payment plan. If you can't pay it all up front, but you plan for the future, then you do little payments until 
you know, the last payment will coincide with when your program starts. That's what I did. I did the payment plan. And because I'm such an avid listener of podcasts, I caught an interview of her on another podcast where they gave a discount code if you're a listener of that podcast. So I snatched that fast. <laughs> and I saved myself some money. Um, so yeah, so now that I've completed it and I'm like, well, I have discount code for other people that I can give them to. If you are listening to the podcast, you're a BIPOC writer and you know you're about to go and sub 2024, definitely reach out to us, um, email us at the podcast and I'll be more than happy to uh, gift you one of my discount code. I only have two. And it's also first come, first serve. But yeah, I would like to pass this on to the next BIPOC writer who might need it. I found it very useful, even though I was not, I didn't have a book deal under my belt. I don't care. Now I know what I'm going to be walking into. So, yay. And that is so nice of you to offer that to our listeners. And that's another thing I just want to say about listening to podcasts is that you will find so many like interesting opportunities, whether those are yes. discount codes or like an agent that's never really open. They'll be like, okay, well, I'm opening to listeners of your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I definitely recommend like if you're interested in, in an agent and you see them on a podcast, just listen. Like yeah. I was always the first thing that would like say to my friends, I'm like, oh, there's this at the end of this podcast. There's that at the end of this podcast. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. You know, have, even just having that person in your life is a good thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> because you'll find it out is. about things. But it's even better to be the listener yourself because there's so uh-huh. much amazing information out there. Definitely. Definitely. Um, now, the next two resources are free. Um, um, the first one is a podcast called The Author Burnout Cure by Isabel Sterling. And this Isabel's Warps podcast is just such a wealth of information that you can use at any stage of the writing journey. But especially if you're agented and you're having to deal with traditional publishing nonsense, she has so many um, short episodes that, like bite-sized episodes that you can listen to. And it's full of information. I mean, these are not sponsored, by the way. Like, we aren't getting no coins for shouting these people out. So, but if we're, we're doing it because we want to. Us. <laughs> but no, these these podcasts, these resources, again, like you said, we're not getting paid. But not just yeah. that. Like, there are things that we either well, peace mainly in this situation, yeah. listens to actively or has uh-huh. participated in. And there's just so much out there. If there are any uh-huh. more resources and we have another one coming up, but I just want to say if, if anybody has resources that they're like, no, I really think this should be on the list. Please feel free to like, you know, send us an email or shoot us a DM on Instagram. And right. we can even like add it additionally to the show notes. Cause we, yeah. We do not gatekeep over here. No, um, we don't. We really want <laughs> to be a place where people can come and 
you know, just come, come out of it with a lot of like information, a lot of resources. Absolutely. Yeah. And also if you look through the episodes of uh, the author burnout here, you will find one on uh, agent author relationship. So if you needed another uh, incentive to check out the podcast, this is the one. Um, and then the last uh, resource is another podcast called On the Right Track with Sarah uh, Rana and Emily Varga. And these two asked pointed hard questions. I mean, politely, like they're very nice people and super kind, super polite on their podcast. But I love how they ask hard questions so often. And they also have an episode on agent author relationship that I found quite useful. And I highly recommend um, the listeners check them out. I think I've mentioned them before in the long past, but I very much enjoyed the podcast. So, yeah. And it's always Something good to, to mention help podcasts again. Yeah, no, they're it's very good to mm-hmm. just hear about the same podcasts over and over. Actually, you reminded me. I know this is out of left field and has nothing to do with today's um, <laughs> episode, but I was going through my Spotify wrapped and it was yeah. looking at like my most listened to podcast of the year. And of course it was a publishing yeah. podcast and Me of too. course it was publishing rodeo. Um, of course. And I'm like, again, I love that podcast, but I can only do so much at a time because yeah. it is a lot for me, but yeah, yeah. excellent content. I- yeah. I, yeah, I thought about publishing radio too, but they're quite heavy and yeah. I wanted to leave our episode with something a bit more lighter. And so. understandably so, <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, gotta, gotta love the podcasts um, in general. Definitely. Special shout out to these two and the debut author bootcamp. Um, yeah, 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 we love it. So, yeah, and that'll be it for this episode, friends. <laughs> As always, it was great to spend this time with you whenever you're listening. Um, but yes. it's definitely in 2024. So, <laughs> happy 2024. Happy you're New Year funny. or old year. <laughs> No, honestly, the most embarrassing moment is that I just double checked. I went to my computer's like thing at the top and like, what year is it? Because oh every now God. and then I will slip up. Like you know, I was in a situation where somebody asked how old my kid was. And I yeah. honestly said a year older. Aww. And my partner looked at me like, what are you talking about? I'm like, look, Aww. I'm tired. Okay. Right. <laughs> how, if somebody asks how old am I, like, I only... I, I have to do the math backwards. It's it's easiest in, in the years okay. that like the tens, you know, or it's I like, agree. oh yeah, yeah, like I'm exactly the same. in between, who knows? <laughs> I, I agree. It's I've been there, so yeah, totally get it. Um, yeah, so happy new year friends. We hope you're starting the year on the right foot, uh, right intentions, right whatever you want to fill in the blanks. If you're not fine tomorrow is still the new year you can start tomorrow or the day after tomorrow it's fine it's gonna be okay we're gonna make it through this together okay 
never forget that we are rooting for you. Yep. And we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please find us on Instagram and Blue Sky. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to leave a rating or review on your podcast platform of choice. And recommend us to friends and fellow writers. Until next time, stay hydrated and moisturized. Stay creative and remember that we are rooting for you.